Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I'm very happy to have my friend and colleague, Lynn Comp, back in the studio with us. Lynn is Vice President of the Data Center Group and General Manager of the Visual Cloud Division. Welcome. Thanks, Allison. It's great to be back on Chip Chat. So, Lynn, we have been talking about the Visual Cloud Arena for a while on Chip Chat together, but why don't you just start with a definition of what we mean by Visual Cloud and the workloads that Visual Cloud comprises? So, one of the questions that I get asked a lot when I explain Visual Cloud it's visual experiences that are delivered from the cloud. Why don't you just call it media cloud? And one of the main reasons that we've changed that name is because media is becoming a building block for a set of intelligent visual experiences. And it goes way beyond what you would think of as content streaming onto your television. So it's moving from this passive consumption world to something that's very, very interactive and even very immersive, even more than it means immersive when we get stuck on a series because we want to know what happens in the story. So the workloads that are on top of media, so beyond media processing and delivery, include things like media analytics. And this is the analysis of content, whether it's to make the delivery more efficient or more targeted. You know, most of Netflix's new subscribers they're actually outside of the U.S. versus inside the U.S. And so it's really important to understand who's watching what. But it's also ad insertion. Things like cloud graphics or cloud gaming especially, they are graphically rich content. And in the case of gaming, it's this interactive play where you can play the same game with somebody who is in Australia when you're based in the U.S. And so there's this interactivity that's starting to come in. Even things like esports, where people like to watch the videos that other people are playing and then chat with each other in the background. Those are all experiences that we didn't have in the past, and they really reflect what we intend in the term visual cloud. What would you say to someone that says, you know, this is really just all about media? And how is media changing? Well, the thing that's interesting is that more and more content, the richer it gets, the more bandwidth it needs. And so what becomes more and more critical when you're delivering it across a network happens to be encoders and compression. And those are things that are actually built into media processing fundamentals. So you could almost argue media is the building block everything else is stacked on top of. And it's still absolutely critical. In fact, if you are not somebody that owns the broadcast pipes or the wires, then you are delivering content and you're paying for the bandwidth to deliver that content. And so they're going to be very concerned about making sure that they maintain quality of the content at the same time they're reducing bandwidth. And so even with just media, the world's completely changed from things like 1080 to 4K video to 8K video. And there's this constant struggle of how do I deliver that with quality efficiently? But beyond that, even things like cloud gaming, there's a really incredible example in China where it is cloud gaming to every Android device possible, and it is 
effectively being done with video streams because it's the best way for them to deliver a consistent stream out to any device with any graphics processor to render it. So all of it is changing a little bit, but the interactivity and then being able to have a consistent experience, media is a foundational building block, but things are being built on top of it. Now, what are the key areas where Intel is investing in this space and how do we work with the industry to drive this innovation? What's really awesome about Intel is that we have great decoders and encoders. And one of the things that we've just done recently is we have open sourced a highly optimized encoder library core for 4K HEVC. And that allows people to very quickly deploy a couple sessions of video or many sessions. So that's one piece that we're delivering, which is really how do we use the infrastructure that's there even more efficiently. And then we also have things like the Intel rendering framework that is able to do very, very high quality ray tracing effects. And that has been typically used in high processor density clusters, for example, by Hollywood Studios doing special effects. But we have a couple partners who are getting ready to launch cloud services based on that. So anybody that wants to do ray tracing is going to be able to use a cloud service for that. So they don't have to necessarily go out and get their own systems. It's not really just about an instruction. It's about memory spaces and overall access. So there's just a couple exciting examples that I think will make it a lot easier for people to develop these amazing experiences. When you think about the areas that distinguish visual cloud from media, how would you describe those so that those who are following this space understand the distinctions of when you've achieved visual cloud? So our goal is that we are able to work with the service providers and they can create intelligent visual experiences combining on-demand cloud and transform networks. Those are both important because cloud means anybody can get access to it from wherever they happen to be. You can be connecting with your video stream when you leave the airport in Portland. You can move it to your device and you can pick it back up when you land in Taiwan, for example. So that's something that's a pretty different user experience. But the intelligent visual experiences for things like cloud gaming, where you can play on any device that you happen to have, or you can play inside of a chat session. Those are also pretty different use cases that are very, very different from doing the video on demand and content caching up a series and then watching it all day Saturday. This is much more interactive and allows you to be able to take it wherever you go and have access to it anytime, anywhere. When you think about 2019, what are the most exciting things that you're working on that you can share today? There are a couple examples where we are seeing some really exciting stuff happening in Edge Cloud, where you would traditionally think of what's at the edge as a central office that does switching, or you might think of what is at the edge as a content delivery network or CDN. And that whole edge space is transforming And we're working with the ecosystem to come up with the best configurations that meet their needs for power and performance and density and efficiency. And then we're going to be able to bring those to life 
with the ecosystem so that they're not going to have to sort through as much of the portfolio. We'll give them a, a quick guide on what we think is the most optimal mix. And then we're also working on continuing our open source leadership with releasing the HEVC encoder. We announced we would have an AV1 version, and so that will be coming out shortly. And then watch this space. We are going to be doing some additional examples to help the ecosystem more rapidly innovate these new experiences on these existing building blocks. So where there are transition points and where the ecosystem is eager to innovate, that's really where we're focusing. You talked about the ecosystem, and I did want to drill down on that a little bit. How is your team specifically working with the developer community and platform providers to drive the best visual cloud solutions on Intel architecture? So there's a couple things that we are doing on top of scalable video technology, which is the HEVC encoder that we've open sourced, and getting developers to add to that because it's not a full product. It's not a full featured product. So we're engaging our ecosystem on creating the support system and the tools to go around that and make video services of all kinds easier to deploy. We're also leveraging a lot of the collaboration and the strength we have in that area with our platform providers and working with them for optimal configurations, whether you're looking at a highly power-optimized edge analytics capability or you're looking for something that is more efficiently storing and then transmitting some of these use cases, we want to make it easy as possible for the service providers to know when I have a specific performance per watt per dollar footprint that I need to fit and I'm trying to deliver this workload, what is the best way for me to leverage all of the Intel ingredients to be able to deliver that platform and that solution as cost-effectively as I possibly can. So a lot of innovation is going into collaboration on systems as well as collaboration on how to add to the software base that we've already started with and then enabling a full product portfolio as well as new experiences on that same software. Now, I know that your team also works very deeply with the service provider community and all of the permutations within those providers. Tell me about how the team engages to ensure that those visual cloud experiences are tuned and optimized to take advantage of underlying infrastructure. What we really love to do is be customer obsessed and start from how they're looking at the problem. So, for example, a lot of the service providers already have in mind a specific user experience that they would like to deliver. And if that user experience is low latency, then we start working very quickly with them on what are the best ways to fit in the power profile that you sometimes find when you're closer to the edge. Some of those data centers, some of those locations aren't hyperscale power. And so where we're working with them is, do you need something that is as elastic as possible across all data centers in the world? That might give you one answer, like a CPU-based service. 
Or do you need something that looks like it's live in real time? And that could put you in a regional data center or even in a comms service provider's central office. And you may not have as much power or as much density that you can fit there. And so that will look a little bit more like an accelerator. And so as we work through this with them, what we're doing is bringing in the best of Intel so that they can use their industry standard interfaces. They can use the methods that they use to deploy in an elastic way. And at the same time, they can move between software only and they can move to Intel hardware accelerators where necessary as well. So they don't necessarily have to redesign based on where the workload is going to be placed. They actually get the whole toolbox from Intel and we can bring that in with them and allow them to plan a very cohesive approach. Lynn, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I know that you have a upcoming session at Mobile World Congress. Can you tell us what day you're speaking? I know that we're publishing this right before it. I am speaking on Thursday at 11 o'clock, and we are talking about tips and tricks for media in the 5G era. And it'll be a really exciting session because the characteristics of 5G are just perfect for these interactive, intelligent experiences that get people so excited. So you heard it here first, peeps. If you're at Mobile World Congress on Thursday, please check out Lynn's session. She's a fantastic presenter, as well as a great chip chat guest. For those who are not going to be in Barcelona, Lynn, where would you send folks for more information about what Intel is doing in this arena? Well, we actually have an Intel Visual Cloud landing page at intel.com. So you can just do a quick search on Intel Visual Cloud, and that will take you to some great white paper resources, video testimonials. And of course, when we have some announcements that are coming in the next quarter, we will be back on Chip Chat, hopefully, and then we can talk in even more depth here as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. And as always, we look forward to having you back again. Thanks, Allison. It's been great. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 